drier than the Dust Bowl. That's one description for drought that continues to plague the Midwest United States. When water is scarce, it can mean empty wells, dry stream beds, parking lots at sporting events filled with porta potties. It's a multi-year drought. One town in particular is Caney, Kansas, south of Kansas City on the Oklahoma border. Without winter rains, the town will run out of water by next March 1st. The school district is holding classes only four days a week. Water fountains turned off. Truckloads of bottled water are barely keeping up with demand. Drought on the Mississippi River expected to continue through this winter. In Louisiana, salt water flowing from some drinking taps as seawater backs up into the mightiest body of water in America. Flash drought in the southeast has led to a sudden increase in wildfires. Food prices will be affected. Time to pray. Time to find living water, water that only comes from Jesus Christ. Welcome to Haven Today here on Friday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus as we wrap up a series called Christians You Should Know. On this program, we're going to Texas, meeting up with a man not unlike the late Johnny Cash. But his story is still unfolding as he serves Christ with all his life in Dallas, Fort Worth, and places in between. Yeah, I was facing uh, several years in prison came to say goodbye to my dad before I went to prison and uh, my dad told me that he already considered I was dead he was just waiting on the phone call Kenny Wiles will be with us in a moment to share his testimony and let me say it's not unlike the story of Johnny Cash where drugs were once worshipped now Kenny sings the praises of his savior who led him out of darkness into light stay with me as he shares and then after the program I want to share with you and those you know the new life story of Johnny Cash. We have a unique DVD of his life changing for Christ called Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon. We'll send it to you as an encouragement for your faith and a way for you to share your faith with others. Get an extra copy or two and send it on to others. Watch the trailer on our website. Then make your gift to Haven Today at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or call us at 800-65-HAVEN. 800-65-HAVEN. And now let's open the program with Davy Flowers. Oh, but God. I was buried beneath my rebellion. Lost without hope of redemption. Blind in my need for a Savior. Oh, but God. Crushed by the weight of my failure Living the lie I created Digging my grave without knowing Oh, but God, oh, but God Rich in mercy, how you love me Too much to let me stay Chains for your freedom. 
Welcome to Haven Today, and this is another Christians You Should Know. And for this program, we're going from the west coast of the United States to deep into Texas, uh, in between near the airport, Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. And we're going to meet up with a guy that I met a couple of years ago when I had been there for the National Religious Broadcasters Convention. Somebody told me his story. Kenny Wiles, we met. You shared it with me. Thanks for sharing it with us here again today on Haven Today. Yes, sir. You know, I told the Lord that uh, this this story was bought and paid for with the blood of Jesus, and I'd share it anytime, anywhere that he asked me to. All right, Kenny, let's go back to when you were, what, barely a teenager, I think, there in the Metroplex, Dallas-Fort Worth? So my parents divorced, my parents divorced when I was young, and my mom got custody so I moved out to Weatherford, out to the country uh, with her, and uh, come see my dad on the weekends. We'd go to ball games and 
Uh, started to get in some trouble when I was about middle school uh, in Weatherford. Got my first run-in with the police when I was 12 years old, driving down Main Street in Weatherford uh, on Christmas Eve with uh, girls and booze in the car. And uh, after that, uh, things got a little rough around the house, so I decided to run away from my mom's. Ended up coming out to Arlington and living with my dad. Tried to fit, tried to fit into school, so started hanging out with the wrong people, trying to figure out where I fit in, and uh, you know, which fell into the uh, crowd that was using drugs. Uh, next thing you know, I started selling drugs, and 13 years old, uh, wow. thrown out of private, thrown out of private school for selling drugs. And uh, ended up going towards public school and uh, uh, right back in with the same drug crowd. And that just continued. Um, then I found acceptance in selling drugs. There was always plenty of people that wanted to hang out with you and use you. Mm. So this, you had a pretty good business going there, albeit an illegal business. For how long before it finally caught up with you? Well, when I started going to college, uh, we ended up getting a a connection through California, and we were driving to California and driving trunk loads of drugs back and distributing them through all of the Big 12 colleges. I had friends at all the different Big 12 colleges, so we started a, a network, and, and it just kind of grew from there. Wow. So then, Kenny... It finally caught up with you. What happened? Well, so I became uh, I became uh, a drug addict. You know, it came to a point where, you know, the the money it, it never satisfies you. The more you have, the more you have. It you know it doesn't it doesn't matter. It'll never satisfy you. And that's when I became uh, a user, just trying to fill that hole in my heart. It could never satisfy you, and I began. Uh, I was addicted to pain pills hydrocodones and then I got into methamphetamines and then eventually into heroin and uh, my life was just in a downward spiral didn't want to live I didn't want to live anymore but God just kept saving me over and over again I had so many near-death experiences so many uh, accidents where I should have died going head-on with an 18-wheeler uh, blacked out behind the wheel and just walking away from it, um, just scratches. And people would say, God has plans for you. Like, I, I believe I believed them, but I didn't. I had no relationship. Mm. So it, it kind of gave me this kind of bulletproof mentality. You know, and I had a really good lawyer, so I'd get in trouble and I'd just get right back out of jail. Uh, you know, just God's grace and just you know, walking away from near-death experience after near-death experience. And I'd go to jail, and I'd start reading the Bible, and then miraculously I'd get out of the situation, and I'd get out of jail, and, and then I'd turn my back on God and just go back to doing the same thing. You know, finally it all came crashing down. I was uh, on trial down in San Antonio. I was, on, I was on the run, on the run from the police, and finally... Had a couple charges that that caught up with me, and yeah, you know, I was facing uh, several years in prison. Came to say goodbye to my dad before I went to prison, and uh, my dad told me, 
that he already considered I was dead. He was just waiting on the phone call. Mm. Mm. But he said, uh, he said, before you go, I'd like you to talk to a friend of mine. And his friend was a pastor. And uh, so the next day I sat down with him and I told him all my junk. And uh, he told me that God, that God could save me, that God could change my life, that just because that's where I was, I didn't have to stay there. Mm. Did you believe him? It was the first, it was, the fir- it was like a light bulb went off. It was the first time I ever had hope. Wow. All right. Yeah. Let's talk about this miraculous intervention. You were facing years in prison, and out of the blue, a letter showed up. Tell me about that letter that you got from New York City. So the pastor, uh, Dr. Jerry Walson, he had a sister that was on a board of directors at a Christian discipleship program at the Bowery Mission in New York City. And they, they sent a letter to the court and said, if you let him go, he has a place to come. And the judge was a believer, I'm pretty sure, because she said, I hope you find what you're looking for. And if you don't, I know you're going to be right back here anyways. And so she gave me a chance. God had mercy and and kindness on me. I walked out of the courtroom uh, without handcuffs on. And I went to the Bowery Mission. This is Easter of 2012. I heard the gospel, and I gave my life to Jesus. He lifted me out of the pit of destruction and put my feet on the solid rock. And I started studying the Bible. God started changing my heart and changing my mind and changing my desires. And that judge, because you completed that program, what did she do? Did she put you on probation? I was on pro- I was on probation, and I came back to Texas. I completed the uh, probation, and uh, to my surprise, my dad offered me a job. Mm. All right. Now that's been 2012. This has been a number of years ago. Uh, I met you two years ago, and now this is where it gets most interesting. You didn't just receive Christ, but you have in your heart an intense desire to share Christ with others. And that continues to this day, doesn't it? Yes, sir. It's, it's, it's why we're here. Well, it's why I get up every morning. You know, I used, to, I used to live for money and for pleasure, and now I live for Jesus and with Jesus. You know, our life is like an outreach. Christ comes to live in us, but he wants to reach out to those around us that they might, that they might come to know him and live for him. I have a, I have a passion uh, for, for sharing Jesus. Mm. All right. Now, we're going to move to what you're doing today. And uh, I hope everybody's sitting down listening to the interview. You now went into business with your dad. You have your own store, and it's called Old Grapevine Cigars near Dallas-Fort Worth Airport. You're not selling illegal drugs. But you have a cigar store, and there are a lot of Christian guys across America, at least, that meet up with Jesus at a cigar store. So tell us how you witness for Christ today using your cigar store. God is on the move, and this cigar store is a special place. But from what I hear, it happens in a lot of cigar stores all around the country. So, yes, I I have worship music playing uh, on my speaker um, I walk with uh, a lot of my customers and engage them and share Jesus with them. If they already know Jesus, how can I encourage them? Um, and God just brings people 
in the store every day and share I share the gospel with them and just give them an, an encouragement. And I I live and walk out my faith and I believe that other believers are encouraged and it encourages them to to live to live for Christ uh, when they see me doing it. You have Bible studies too, don't you? Yes, sir, we do. Uh, we have a group that meets here, and we have a, a group that's been going for over 10 years at our Arlington Cigar Store that my mentor, uh, Dr. Jerry, still leads. And it's cool. Through through that ministry, my dad has actually started walking with the Lord. And, uh, you know, this is, this is his business. This is my dad's business. Uh, I, I manage it, right? But I'm all about my father in heaven's business. That's that's my priority, and that's what brings value every day. At the end of the day, it's not how much money that the cash register made. It's about the, the relationships that were developed and the spiritual conversations that I got to have. And uh, it's incredible. I've really found uh, the abundant life that's promised. And, you know, Kenny, when somebody uh, first told me you should go meet this guy that owns grapevine cigars and tobacco and have him tell you his story, which you did two years ago when I wandered in. They said, this guy doesn't just serve Jesus in his cigar store with your Bible studies and overt witnessing to customers. Um, you tell your story all over Dallas-Fort Worth. You're in all kinds of churches, aren't you, sharing your story? Yes, sir. Anywhere God calls me to do it. Well, and I think you have a remarkable story just like we've been talking about Johnny Cash on our program, it's never too late, is it? No, you know, I walked in darkness for 30 years. Nobody told me the truth. Nobody told me that I could be forgiven and that I could have a new life and uh, everything that comes with that, you know? And so I just want people, I just want people to know uh, that it's a, that it's available and that, that they can be forgiven, they, that they can have eternal life and a glorious future. Hmm. So I just want to encourage people to to live out to live out their their faith. You know, there's a lot of uh, undercover Christians. You know, hmm. and when you when you when you live for Jesus, it 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 shows the people around you uh, that they can that they can do it too. Well, Kenny Wiles, that's a remarkable story about how the Lord is using you in your business to share your Jesus with others. Do you mind praying? I mean, we have an odd assortment of people that listen to this program. Some people wouldn't want to listen to your story if they knew you owned a cigar store. And yet there you are on the front line. Would you mind leading us in prayer right now that the Lord would use your story in the hearts of somebody listening, even right now, to get off drugs, to meet Jesus, and walk with Christ? Absolutely. Father, in your word, it says that whatever you do, to do it with all your heart as though you're uh, serving the Lord, as your Father in heaven sees you and he'll reward. So, Lord, I just pray um, for all our brothers and sisters out there, Lord, uh, that whatever they do, whether they work at a cigar shop or whether they wait up, wait tables or clean the streets, Lord, that they would do their job as unto the Lord. God, I pray that you give them boldness and courage. Uh, to share Christ with uh, with those around them, Lord. I pray just for divine appointments for people, Lord, that they would just uh, open their mouth and tell people about their King. Lord, I pray for
for the people that are struggling, Lord, that you would uh, just give them uh, desire to quit, Lord. Help them to resist temptations uh, when they come their way, Lord. I pray that they would taste and see the goodness of the Lord, that they would find out that uh, the alcohol, the drugs, the sex, none of that stuff will ever satisfy them like having a relationship with the living God through Christ, Lord. I just pray, Lord, that uh, that the people that hear this will be encouraged, Lord. And if you don't know Jesus, Lord, I just pray that you just make that happen, Lord, that you bring somebody into their lives, uh, this radio station, that um, that many people might come to know you and that the gospel would spread from all over the world like a wildfire. We love you, Lord, and pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Kenny Wiles, my brother in Christ, thanks for sharing your story with me today. God be the glory. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood wash it for me, and that thou bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come. I come Just as I am Though tossed about With many a conflict Many a doubt Fightings and fears Within, without O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Just as I am, Thou wilt receive, wilt welcome, pardon, cleanse, relieve. Because you promised, I believe, O Lamb of God, I come, I come. Just as I am without one plea, but that thy blood wash it for me, and that thou bidst me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come. I come. That was Johnny Cash singing that great hymn of invitation, Just As I Am, here in this haven today called Christians You Should Know. And a special thanks. I'm so glad we could share the story of Kenny Wilds with you. And as I said, it reminds me a lot of Johnny Cash's story. He was strung out on drugs as well until he met Jesus as his Savior and Lord. Hello, I'm Johnny Cash. Johnny told me I'm my happiest when I'm performing. But sometimes cash gets into trouble. 
There was not one person that didn't respect Johnny Cash. He sort of lived in his own atmosphere. He was darkness and light living in the same body. He was my hero for all the right reasons and all the wrong reasons. It was all fleeting. That's famous fleeting. He faced his worldliness and came out wanting to be right with God. Do you have any regrets about what you've done? I forgave myself. When God forgave me, I figured I'd better do it too. Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon, is a special documentary that shows how a boy raised in a Christian home rebelled against all he knew to be right and wrong, but eventually was brought to his knees before Jesus. What a story of redemption. It'll inspire you. And let me make a suggestion. Invite somebody over. Invite several people over who don't know Christ yet. Share some popcorn, maybe some candy, but share the gospel with them through this DVD. So for your gift to the ministry, we'll send you Johnny Cash, The Redemption of an American Icon. I gained a new appreciation for his life and faith in Jesus once he met Christ. And I know you'll be encouraged to see how God gave a broken man a second chance. Please come to our website right now. Watch the trailer we put up there for this documentary, haventoday.org, haventoday.org. Make as generous gift as you can to the ministry. Get more than one copy if you can share it with others. Or call us right now and ask for the DVD at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. Remember, you can't find this DVD on Amazon or other online stores. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks for meeting up with me. Won't you come back again next time when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. As believers in the world today, we live our lives with a foot in two worlds. We live our life in this world, marred by sin, full of war and strife and conflict. And we live our life in the new world that Christ has secured for us. We feel this tension in our own body, don't we? The height of joy we feel in worship can be so quickly squelched by turning on the news or getting cut off in traffic on your way home. We live conflicted lives, but in Christ we find peace and rest. Paul's prayer for us, may the God of peace give you peace at all times, peace that settles our restless hearts. Spend more time with Jesus. Visit GetAnchor.com.